0: every year in the nfl it's a new team as far as goals go we have one putting the ring on our finger welcome to the buccaneers observer podcast this is ralph phillips
1: i'm molly bay
0: today is january 31st 2022 <laughs> better notice as we got a long time before football again uh <sighs> <sighs> It's hibernation, period. It is is.
1: hibernation. That's how I feel like. I'm just kind of done with football. I'm like, yeah.
0: Yeah, the playoffs were yesterday. We get to see the Rams go to the Super Bowl. Boo.
1: I mean, I really wanted to see them lose in the championship in their stadium, but I'll settle for them losing the Super Bowl in their stadium.
0: I don't know how the Bengals are winning. I really don't. And I'm like, I don't see any way they can beat the Rams. I just don't see it. But that's what I've said every game they've been in. They just find a way. You got the Rams defensive line against that crappy, crappy Bengals offensive line. You would think it's just going to be a disaster. But somehow they keep pulling it off, man.
1: They wiggle out of it and come out with the dub. That's all that matters. Yeah. I mean they played close games like Cincinnati, Tennessee in the divisional round. That was nineteen sixteen, so mm-hmm. pretty close. And then Kansas City, they only beat by a field goal, right?
0: Yeah, they were they were down like twenty one
1: three. Yeah, and then they came, came back,
0: back and
1: <laughs> Like a, how in the world does this keep happening? Wow. Man? The Chiefs blow a lead like the Falcons.
0: Oof. Oof. Eesh. He went there. I went there. Yeah. All right, we got a good show for you. Uh, relatively good anyhow, as mm. good as things can be at the moment. I
1: don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Muster up.
0: Yeah, we got uh, the All-22. We're going to talk about that. What did Ralph see? And then we're just going to cover news, all the stuff that's going on with the Bucks and around the league, Talk a little bit about the playoffs, all that good stuff. So, anything you want to say, Molly, before we get to going?
1: No, let's just get to it.
0: Okay. All right. What did Ralph see in the All-22? I tell you, I spent two days watching this. I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday last week.
1: Just like tears in your beard the whole time, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, you're laughing, but I was depressed. It got me sad. Depressing. It depressing. I was sad. I, was, I didn't even want to do a podcast last week. I was just like, man, I just, I just need to. And it's silly. I'm a grown man grown man upset about <laughs> uh sports ball. Uh whatever. We you know we invest so much time and energy in this stuff and then you just see it collapse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and there's only one team at the end of the year that's happy. Yeah. You know, and, and thirty one
1: others are like, oh hey, this yeah. should have been ours.
0: Yeah. I guess, you know, when you're out of it in August mm-hmm. <laughs> or October like we normally are it's not as bad this time of year, but you know you can be excited about the draft coming up and all that good stuff. But Ugh, with
1: the draft, I forgot about that. Yeah. We got to listen to people talk about the draft.
0: Well, they're still they're starting the already. already. <laughs> yeah, draft guys are geared up. They're ready oh, to go. Yeah,
1: this is their time to shine. This is
0: it, man. <laughs> so you know it was it was it was hard to watch this. I'm not gonna lie, it was hard. And now. I wanna I'm gonna start off with this. You know, the Rams played good. You know, they, they made few mistakes, very few mistakes. But they didn't beat us. Not not even close. We beat ourselves. We beat the hell out of ourselves. It was and with a, a large helping from the refs. It uh it was it was a very close game, and all mistakes mattered in that game. Mm. You know, just a, a little bit here, a little bit there. And we made, God, I counted like 15, 20 mistakes, you know, unforced errors, just just bad stuff. And it hurt because it was probably one of the worst games we played all year long. And, you know, after that great comeback, I tell you, man, it's really hard to talk about this game. You know, because we just, we kept shooting ourselves in the foot, shooting ourselves in the foot, shooting ourselves in the foot. But then we came back and tied it and then we shot ourselves in the foot to lose it. And you're like, what? How in the world? And it wasn't it wasn't just like one player. It was like everybody. You know, we had I mean, we had some guys that were really out there playing hard and hustling and all that, but then we had some guys that were not. we're gonna talk about that. Because Ralph's a little pissed.
1: Oh no. Are you gonna name names?
0: I'm naming names, Ooh, man.
1: Okay. And some of
0: them you ain't gonna like.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Huh. Uh but that that's why I say that we were the better team. We were the better team. Maybe not in this game, per se. I mean, the Rams deserve to win this game. It, it, it hurts to say that. Uh, but we beat ourselves. It wasn't the Rams didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. Uh, we were the better team. We are the better team. You know, we you, you got the excuses of the injuries, which when you look back, I mean, Art, we just got crushed by injuries this year and still ended up, what, 13-4 and four record? I mean, it was amazing. Look at our wide receivers. it's was devastating. You know, Godwin out. Antonio Brown, an idiot. Uh, Scotty Miller was out. Uh, Grayson out. Perryman out. I mean, in this game, we had Cameron Brait as our slot receiver in the fourth quarter because we just didn't have anybody else to put. We had no more receivers. We had our tight end. Uh, offensive line. You know, you had Tristan Wurfs hurt. You had Jensen hurt. I'm not talking about this game. I'm talking about the whole season. Uh, our running back, because remember our running backs, we we had to go out and get on Bell at one point because we had no running backs left. Uh, our secondary, we all know what happened there. I mean, from game one, this this game that we lost was the first time that the whole secondary played together since game one our starting secondary. Our defensive line, uh, outside linebackers, Barrett, JPP, both hurt. Mm-hmm. And We were just devastated by injuries, but still a 13-4 season and almost won this game. Should have won this game. We should have. We shot ourselves in the foot. I'll get to that in a minute. So we were the better team. Our, you know, Like I said, all year long. Our, our backups are starters on most teams. And our backups came in and played well to give us a 13-4 season. Uh, you know, and it, it's really incredible at the amount of injuries we had that we made it as far as we did. And no other team could have done that. You know? Uh, but you know, every all teams get injuries. You can't use that as an excuse. But we are the better team. That's why I say the NFL got robbed. You know, we got robbed because they're going to have to watch the Rams and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. You know, come Ugh. on. Come on.
1: <laughs> I'm more excited about seeing the Bengals just because they're kind of an under underdog, yeah. and they came out of nowhere.
0: Everybody loves an something like that. Yeah, yeah, Who?
1: it's an underdog story, but it's just kind of interesting where you aren't getting the same team over and over again.
0: I thought the Forty ers had this game. Against the Rams, and I was like, "Okay, I want to know who out there picked the Forty ers and the Bengals in the Super Bowl." <laughs> yeah, right. You deserve all the money that can be bestowed yeah. upon you if you pick those two to go to the Super Bowl.
1: No kidding, Rams.
0: You know they were they were kind of a favorite, but
1: I think you picked them right.
0: I didn't pick them to go to the Super Bowl, but I said, you know, if we don't go, they were going. Yeah, they were the only team I was worried about in the NFL. Uh, but you know they 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 were not a better team than us. I don't want anybody to think that, you know. We'll, we'll we'll get to this here in a second. But they played well. They didn't make a whole mm-hmm. lot of mistakes, you know. Okay, <clears throat> a very interesting thing with this game: we had seventy-two plays on offense. The Rams had seventy-two plays on offense. We had seventy-two plays on defense, and they had seventy-two plays on defense. Never seen that before. Totally balanced. <laughs>
1: That's crazy.
0: 72 plays on offense, 72 plays on defense. Yeah. It was very strange. We had Vita Vea. He didn't even play half the snaps. Uh, him and Nacho actually played one more snap than he did. So it was, I think it was whatever. What's half of 72? Uh, uh, 36. Okay. So Vita played 35 and Nacho played 37. Something like that. It, which I found that very strange. I was like, why are they – why would they put Nacho in there? Goldston only played 21 snaps. That was very strange. And when he was out there, he was pretty effective. Yeah. Don't know what was going on with that before. I want to start this off by saying that the refs were absolutely horrible. We talked about that after, you know, the, the podcast last Monday, and we touched on a lot of stuff. And I said, I, I can't wait to look at the all 22 because I know I'm going to see – a bunch of holding and stuff by the Rams that were uncalled, was uncalled. Didn't really see that. Yeah. It surprised me. They played a relatively clean game in that yeah. aspect. Uh, there was some holding, uh, one in, on a specific play I'm going to bring up here in a little bit. Uh, but, but we, you know, we had penalties too that weren't called. There was one time Sue grabbed hold of Stafford's helmet. Mm. And, you know, I mean, he grabbed hold of it plain as day and that wasn't called. Uh, We had a couple face masks that weren't called, hands to the face, uh, stuff like that. But, you know, so it it balanced out as far as uh, those little penalties are concerned. But there was three big penalties and we touched on these penalties. And I went over them in all 22. And it's just, they were infuriating. The Brady getting hit by Von Miller, you know, where he bloodied his lip. I don't. I I don't know if Hockley was picking his nose at that point or something to miss that but Von Miller broke every rule you could think of in that play. How he didn't see it, I don't know because it was plain as day on all 22. Now the rule book section 2 article 9 <laughs> says a uh, defenseless play a uh, defensive player a player is in a defenseless posture. Are a player in the act of or just after throwing a pass? It's called a passing posture. That is considered a defenseless player. Then prohibited contact against a defenseless player is one forcibly hitting the defensive player's head or neck area with the helmet, face mask, forearm, or shoulder, even if the initial contact is lower than the player's neck and regardless of whether the defensive player also uses his arms to tackle the defenseless player by encircling or grasping him. Number two, this is a prohibited contact against the defenseless player. Two, lowering the head and making forcible contact with any part of the helmet against any part of the defenseless player's body. Or three, illegally launching into a defenseless opponent. It is an illegal launch if a player, one, leaves both feet prior to contact to spring forward and upward into his opponent, and two, uses any part of his helmet to initiate forcible contact against any part of his opponent's body. This does not apply to contact against the runner unless the runner is still considered to be a defenseless player. What a joke. Every single one of those happened during that play. Von Miller got by the Donovan Smith. Brady was in the act of throwing. He threw, released the ball, was still, his arm was still going forward when Von Miller tucked his head, launched, and hit Tom Brady dead in the friggin' face. I mean, I, I've actually got this on All-22 on the clips. So I'm going to have it on my Tiffy video, but I'm also going to do a breakdown of these three plays in particular for, for for another video but i mean von miller you can see him he he lowers his head like a missile launches you see him he's six feet or six inches off the ground with both of his feet together i mean he springs forward with his head down and hits brady right in the face mask and then you see brady's head go up and then mm-hmm. that's when his helmet hit him in the mouth
1: where was the ref and standing it, right there. And it was Sean Hockley.
0: It was Sean Hockley. There's two refs standing right there. I don't know how they didn't see it. Because it's plain as day on the All-22, and it kind of pisses me off on the replay. They showed the contact, but they only showed the angle. They didn't show the full thing. They didn't show him launching, tucking his head. They just showed the contact when it hits Brady. And then uh, and they were, you know, on the on the – Broadcast, they were like, "Well, yeah, yeah, that looks like it might have been a penalty, everything." But according to this, it's a one hundred percent penalty, all the way across the board. And then Hockley comes out later and he says he felt like the the hit didn't rise to the level of roughing the passer. Yeah, no, it wasn't roughing the passer. It was hitting a defenseless player. I mean, it could have been roughing the passer. It could be whatever you want to call it. You got five choices here,
1: right? Whatever you want to call, just mm-hmm. call something. But he yeah. erred on the side of not calling anything.
0: Right. And, you know, of course, then Brady gets up in his face and says whatever was said. We'll never know, apparently, because nobody wants to talk about it. Well, Bruce Arians said on a podcast uh, after the game, a couple of days after the game with Casey Phillips, he said if it would have been any other referee, they would not have made that call on Brady. So obviously there's some bad blood there.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I would love to know the backstory. Clearly, VA is privy to more mm-hmm. than we are. Yeah. There's yeah, a history there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Arian said point blank that that should not have been a, a personal foul on Brady. Who's or
1: uh, unsportsmanlike conduct? Or
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unsportsmanlike conduct.
1: But that Conda. it should have been a penalty on Von Miller, right?
0: He didn't say that, but. Okay. It's, it's so obvious And any, when you, when you see the video, you'll be like, oh, good Lord, how did they not call that? It's infuriating. It really was.
1: People love to say that Tom Brady has the refs paid off or, you know, they're always calling stuff in his favor. That's total bullshit. Yeah,
0: no.
1: Total no. bullshit. And the two years, we've been watching him every game. It actually feels like he doesn't get calls. No. I don't know if the refs are cognizant of that perception that he gets all these calls. But I can't tell you. It's just like with Jameis when they were constantly, you know, Jameis would get na- knocked on his ass mm-hmm, or he'd mm-hmm. get his head hit or whatever and they wouldn't call it. I feel like it happens just as often with Tom.
0: Right. Well, a lot of it has to do with the market. You know, these small market teams, the refs aren't scared of the fans or the owners or anything because they just Mm -hmm. don't have the political power. Uh, You know, the the Tampa Bay's dealt with that forever. You know, I mean, I I keep track of plays, penalties for and against us that are uncalled. Not once, and I try. You know, I'm, I'm biased. I ain't gonna lie, I'm biased. But not once have I ever seen where the Bucks had more penalties. Than the opposing team that were not called not once, ever, never. So anyhow, that one that one was infuriating. You know that one that one is, you know we we I wanted to throw a brick through my computer screen. Uh, then in the third quarter, 1039, ten thirty uh, nine, forty five Okanokwo, Okarankwo from the Rams. He pushes 43 Cockrell in the back on the kickoff return. Okay? We were backed up. We were on our 12. Punted the ball. It was like a 49-yard punt. He gets it and runs it back all the way to our 12. So basically, we just turned the ball over. We, we, we should have we just went for it on fourth down. But anyhow, uh, Okun, Okun pushes 43 Cockrell in the back, causing him to knock down 97 our guy, 97, mm-hmm. and 21, uh, and then 21 falls forward, tripping up 49, who falls oh into 32, God. our guy, and they yeah. all end up on the ground. The block. <laughs> so in the- he,
1: he hit one guy, and it was like a domino with like five yeah. of our guys. Yes. <laughs> like half of our special teams unit he took out with that one mm-hmm. block in the back.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and it led directly to a touchdown. You know, because they ended up getting the ball mm-hmm. on the Tampa Bay twelve, and uh,
1: I think I recall seeing that one on yeah. the broadcast, and I was like, "There's a block in the back."
0: Yep, you said it. You were like, "What are all those guys doing laying on the ground?" Mm-hmm. And you said th- there had to have been a block in the back or something there, mm-hmm. and you were, and it was it was blatant too. I mean, the guy just pushes him just as hard as he could. And uh, Cockerell went flying forward and ended up knocking over all these people. It was a domino effect. How the refs didn't see that? Or at least like you went, whoa, wait a minute. There had to have been something there. Mm-hmm. you know. So that was infuriating. Directly led to a touchdown, that one penalty. Then there was the, the penalty in fourth quarter, 12-22, when Evans got hit in the head after the play according to the referees. Uh, that that penalty was complete bullshit. It, they said it was after the play, not after the play. There the, was no whistle right, before. Right. The, yeah, the whistle happened after Evans the got hit in the face. The ball
1: was still in the air when he got hit. Was no, the ball, the ball was on the ground.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a split second. I mean, the ball hit the ground about the time uh, Weddle hit. Evans in the head. But I have never seen anything like that before. I have never seen that in football. I mean, that's just that's insane. That's insane.
1: I have never It's so nitpicky, too. Like are we really going to go there? Because okay, so in this instance, it's uh, the ball hit the ground a millisecond before he got hit. What happens if it hasn't yet hit the ground, but it's going towards the ground? Are they going to start calling it at that point and say, oh, that's a dead ball foul because it was about to be it, dead anyway?
0: Right. It was you uncatchable know? or something. Yeah.
1: Because, uh, you know, it's like the Dino Dino um Gino Smith thing where he's going out of bounds and Levante hit him, but he wasn't quite out of bounds yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, are we going to – is that what we're going to do? Is that right. is that where this is heading?
0: Right. Or that Josh Freeman one against the Saints, mm-hmm. remember? He was still in the pocket through the pass mm-hmm. into the end zone, and they said, well, he was getting ready to go out of the pocket. Well, so
1: yeah, he was leaving the pocket.
0: <laughs> so, this, it's insane. Something's got to be done with these refs, man. It's, it's, I want, one, I want to know, anybody out there, if you have any information on how the refs are monitored for cheating, let me know. Because I don't know, I can't find anything on it, you know it, I mean, is it the honor system or something, or is it they, they they're just like, well, if they ever get busted for it, then we'll look into it, but I mean, is there anything out there to make sure these guys are not throwing games on intentionally? I
1: don't think there would be because I don't think the n f l wants to know they don't want that kind of scandal they have from what I understand, there's like a point system to grade the refs, and they through the season, and they're rewarded with playoff games at mm-hmm. that point. But as far as cheating, I don't. I've never heard of anything, and to me, I don't feel like they would. The NFL is interested in pursuing that, no. asking that question. No, they
0: keep it way under wraps, and that's why I'm like, you know, we need to we need some transparency here. I want to know how how these refs are held accountable. Because this these were absolutely blatant crappy calls. And like I said, this was a very close game. All mistakes mattered. And these were three huge mistakes. Huge. I mean, the ball hit the ground a split second before Whittle hit or Weddle hit Evans in the head. But Weddle was running towards Evans during the play. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't like he just bumped into Evans by accident after the whistle. No, he was launching at Evans and hit Evans, and then the whistle blew. The ball had hit the ground, but that doesn't matter. It's when, the, you know, the play's over when the whistle blows, Dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the whistle was blown after Whittle got hit. I have never seen anything like that. And that the announcers, and that's another thing. These announcers, they've got to start calling this crap out. You know, they...
1: Well, and that's the thing too, is that the NFL has made it so you can't even you can't criticize talk about these it. people. You I get know. fined. I know. Like how is that I mean, it, it doesn't happen, you know, like a a player can criticize a coach on the podium, theoretically. I mean they don't. Mm-hmm. That's horrible for business and locker room cohesion, but it can happen. You're not fined. Mm-hmm. You know, you're free to say what you want. It's not always the best idea. to So why is any criticism of the referees a finable offense? I just right. find that ridiculous.
0: Yes, it's almost like they're untouchable. Mm-hmm. You know? And something's got to be done because the, the, there's no transparency at all. I, half the time you don't even know what the foul is that they're calling. You know, like the the. Foul on Brady. We'll never know what was said, you know. I mean, Brady might have been saying to the guy, hey, you know, I've got (laughs) some birthday presents I left at my house I want to give to you. And the guy threw a flag. Who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows. You know, we'll never know. And how sucky is that? That, you know, the course of the game is thrown by stuff you'll never know. Mm -hmm. You'll never know. Why even watch it? If crap like that's going to happen, it's kind of like that Ryan Jensen call against the Philadelphia when they the snap, the snap infraction.
1: Oh yeah, what the hell's a snap infraction?
0: We'll never know. We'll never know.
1: Well, you know what if like okay after a game the players have to get up on the podium answer to the press the coaches have to do why the hell do the refs not have to?
0: Well. I wouldn't want the media asking them questions because the media are a bunch of idiots. You know, I I'd, I'd rather fans get to ask them questions. Hell, I'd rather fans ask the the coaches and the players questions. It'd be a whole lot better. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions they should ask about this game. You know, especially about those penalties. But there's a bunch of other stuff here too. <laughs> like I said, it's depressing. Depressing to watch this. Uh, there's a couple other things about the refs we'll get into in here, here in a second. Uh, as far as players are concerned, I will have to say that SMB cost us this game.
1: Whoa. Yes. Ooh. Now,
0: now, we, me and you, we were down on SMB last year. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up in the playoffs. And we were like, oh, man, this guy's, you know, I, he obviously showed up when it mattered. So mm-hmm. let's keep him and everything. And then he got hurt at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. It was the first game, right? Was that against the Saints? can't I remember. I don't Anyhow, remember. The first he,
1: game was against the Cowboys, so I don't think it was then. I think okay. – I, I want to say it was week three.
0: Anyhow, he got hurt at the beginning of the year, didn't play a lot during the year and everything. So and he, he played in this game, did not play well. He missed three tackles uh, for a total of 35 yards. Uh, a couple of them were pretty big plays. One One was for 18 yards. On a uh, third down, that cost us pretty bad. But the big one was, and this is the play. <clears throat> I don't even the the <laughs> this play, and I had mentioned it in the last podcast. You know, the the forty-four yard play that set them up in the field goal. That one didn't bother me. It was the play before it, the twenty-yard play. I was like, what the hell happened there? It just didn't make any sense to me. None of that whole sequence that didn't make sense, you know. And it started with that play. So, but here's what happened: uh, SMB was in man coverage with Cooper Cup, and Cup runs an out route, and SMB is with him the whole time. he has got perfect coverage. It didn't matter with Stafford apparently because he start he wound up and started to throw it right about the time. Cup broke to the left, you know, to the outside, and he threw. He started to throw it, and about the time the ball was coming out of his hands, SMB fell down. I do not know why. It it, it didn't really. It didn't even look like a slip. It looked like maybe Cup's foot came up and hit him in the groin. I don't. I, I have no idea why he fell down, but he fell down, and that left Cup wide open. Cup got the ball. This this play has plagued me for a week now. It it I, I just play it over and over and over in my head. And this is the reason why we lost this game. It sums up everything that happened in that game. Let me break it down a little further. So Cup catches the ball. He catches it 10 yards away from the out-of-bounds thing. Uh, this, this happened, I think it was uh, 35 seconds left. When the when the ball was snapped, there was 35 seconds left. They had no timeouts. He had to get out of bounds. He caught the ball 10 yards inbounds, right? Now, when SMB fell down, like I said, Stafford was in the motion of throwing the ball. You see uh, Edwards, he's playing safety on that side of the field. He immediately recognizes what's going on, so he runs up. Stafford throws the ball. Cup catches the ball and he starts running out of bounds. Now, on the left side, Jamel Dean was, you know, he was in man coverage and he had his guy and he was running. The guy was just, you know, running straight down the field. And Jamel Dean saw about the time the ball was released, he saw that the ball wasn't going to him, it was going to Cup. So he released his guy. Right. Now he's on the sideline Jamel Dean was Cup catches the ball he's got 10 yards to get out of bounds if we would have tackled cup in bounds that would have been damn near the end of the game cuz say the 44 yard play happened anyhow right we tackle cup in bounds uh at 27 seconds that's what was left after this play we tackle him in bounds say it takes 8 seconds for them to get the ball set snapped and all that and say they throw the 44 yard thing 44 yard pass anyhow and it gets downfield they had 8 seconds left at that play that 8 seconds would have been taken off if we would have tackled him in bounds so he, anyhow, here's what happened. It was very vital to tackle him in bounds, is my point. It was extremely vital. They had no timeouts, 27 seconds on the clock, or 35 seconds on the clock at this point. And we had to keep him in bounds. Well, Edwards comes running up, right? He's, he's running up as soon as he saw SMB fall down. The ball's in the air. Cup catches it. Edwards is right there. You know, he he tackles it. And about this point, Cup is running out of bounds. He's about eight yards away from the out of bounds. Edwards grabs hold of him and tries to twist him down and uh cup like falls forward and gets out of bounds now he he kind of dragged Edwards with him a little bit it was he did not want to go down so but he he kind of fell forward out of bounds right now in that. Time you had Jamel Dean on the sideline right there. He was right there. When he saw you could actually see him turning around and seeing the ball in the air going towards Cooper Cup. And he leaves his man open. He just let his man run down the field. But for some strange damn reason, Jamel Dean, who was completely parallel to Cup at this point, he could have turned inwards and met Cup five yards away from the out of bounds and tackled him there. But he didn't. He continued running down the field five yards. It was the weird, I'm like, what the are you doing? You know, he just kind of run, he slowed down, but he ran out of bounds. And now Edwards was in front of Cup. He had Cup to where Cup, if he caught the ball, he couldn't have run down the field because Edwards was coming at him from downfield. So, Dean didn't have to worry about that but yet he acted like he was worried about Cup catching the ball and going downfield with it. So he he went 5 yards down past Cup and then kind of turned in slightly, you know, like he was trying, trying to cut him off from going catching the ball and going downfield. And then when Edwards tackled him and grabbed hold of him, Dean was right there. He was right there. And he didn't even try to stop Cup from going out of bounds. I was furious. I was living. I mean, I'm screaming. I'm like, what in the world are you doing? I mean, you try to strip the ball. Hit that guy. You know, Dean could have kept Cup from going out of bounds, but he didn't. Now, here's where the refs come in. Th- that's what I'm saying. This just encompasses this whole game, this one play. One, uh, Shaquille Barrett was held on that play. Quite obviously, he had... Uh, 79, the right tackle, grabbed Shaquille Barrett by two hands on his shoulder pad, his right shoulder pad, and he yanked him down. Didn't pull him completely to the ground, but he pulled him down. I mean, it was, it was just plain as day. JPP got held in the middle of the field. Uh, you know, it was a little it was a little iffy. You could go, well, I can see where they wouldn't call that a hold, but you could have very easily called it a hold. And then Vita Vea, who almost got – to Stafford on that throw. You know, and Vita Vea normally puts his hands up when, you know, the quarterbacks are getting ready to throw and he's close to him, But he didn't on this play because the left tackle was holding him, but you couldn't see it. And so that's why I'm like, ah, I can't definitively say it was holding him. But the way the movement was and that Vita couldn't get his arm up and all that, you know he got and Vita got twisted around at the end of the play. It, it just seemed obvious to me. It was holding, but the Barrett was definitely held, right? So we got a holding there that wasn't called. You've got Jamel Dean not putting forth a whole lot of effort to stop, not putting forth any effort to stop Cup. I don't even think he touched him. And SMB fell down, and then Cup. I I would bet. A large sum of money that cup landed out of bounds, I mean in bounds. It should have been he was tackled in bounds because as he was falling out of trying to get out of bounds, his shin scraped the ground. But there's no good angle of it. I mean, from the all twenty-two, at one angle you look at it and you go, "Yeah, his his shin's definitely on the ground." And physically, it looks almost impossible that his shin isn't. You know the way he fell out of bounds, but the refs said he got out of bounds, so they stopped the clock. Hmm. It's just like that just summed up our whole game. We screwed up by falling down. Then we screwed up by not trying to tackle him out of bounds or inbounds. Just low effort by Dean. And then the ref screwed up by uh, three instances of a holding. Two, you might say, eh, but one, definitely. Uh, And then they screwed up the inbound call. That was the summation of our whole game. And that, that is what gave them the ability to throw that 44-yard pass that put them in field goal range. It's, that's the play. I, I swear to God, I played, I've run this over a thousand times in my head, and it's just uh, its almost nauseating. So we, we had a little bit of low effort play in this. Game by some people, and I'm still, yeah.
1: And it was so close. You can't afford that. Uh, no, even right. In one play, right. Even one play.
0: That one play. Would you, would, but that wasn't all. It gets worse here in a second. I'll tell you about that. Uh, so anyhow, they they run. They hurry up. The Rams do. They hurry up to the line. And after this play, now the clock stopped. And even if you watch it on the replay, the announcers and everybody are talking. Uh, they did show one replay of Cup catching the ball and going out of bounds. But then all of a sudden, the Rams ran up to the line and snapped the ball, and it, it caught the broadcasters off guard. Uh, because if you look, the first they, – they didn't catch the snap. You know, they had to switch mm-hmm. back real quick, and the play was already in um, – already happening by the broadcast. So it caught everybody off guard. Uh, and it caught the, the Buccaneers defense off guard a little bit. Because they were acting like the clock was still running, but it had already stopped. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, what happened on the next play, the forty-four yard play, and this is Bruce Arian said that they called a an all-out blitz, seven man blitz. Uh, and then they played man coverage with no help over the safety, so zero coverage, full blitz. Well, you can see on the all twenty-two they're all talking to each other, talking to each other and getting ready and all this good stuff. And then they get up to the line. uh, The Rams are already set. And they get up to the line and they snap the ball right before the Buccaneers defense is ready. But still, we rush. And Dhammakong Su does a great, great move. Dhammakong Su played great this game, this best game all season. And he just beat the shit out of the center and has a full straight-on shot to – uh, Stafford and he almost got there, man. Almost got there. He was a step away, and Stafford took a shot too. I mean, Sue hit him, you know, and knocked him back five yards, but uh, Stafford stayed in the pocket. Credit to Stafford, that was a great pass, and you know, with a lot of pressure coming in your face. You've got Sue, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. who, who you know wants to eat you alive there, and he threw a beautiful pass. He set both his feet. Stood there, weathered the storm. It, it, I mean, it really was a good play by Stafford. But, earned that play. Levante David didn't move. What? Yes. He took three steps at one point. What? I was livid watching this. When they're all talking to each other, you know, it's, it, because the Rams ran up to the line. And so they're all saying, you know, getting the play going. Levante's standing there with his hands on his hips, a couple yards behind everybody else, right? Now, Bruce Arian said in the press conference afterwards that everybody didn't get the play, that it was supposed to be all on blitz, but everybody didn't get it. Well, anyhow, he he uh, changed his his statement on that Tuesday in the podcast. He said, yeah, I thought everybody didn't get to play, but everybody did get to play. Some some people just decided not to uh, what? put in a lot of effort. It was Levante David. He what? was stood there with his hands on his hips what the? after the ball was snapped. Stood there. What? Yeah.
1: Why would he do that?
0: I don't know. He was frustrated, I assume. Uh, he had run. The deep, like 40 yards, the play a couple plays before, you know, when we got that sack, when Sue and JPP got the sack on their first play of that drive, mm-hmm. he had run man coverage 40 yards down the field. So I don't know if he was tired, whatever. No excuse though. <laughs> but he stood there and you see everybody else blitzes. Levante doesn't move. He stands there with his hands on his hips in the middle of the field, just standing there. And then he just, he kind of, you know, takes his hands down, moves forward about three feet, maybe two steps. And by that time, Stafford's throwing the ball. Then he turns around, puts his hands back on his hips, watch the ball go over his head, and uh, watches the catch. And you see everybody else running down the field. Devontae's just standing there. And then it gets worse. The next play, everybody runs up. You know, this is when Stafford's going to sp- spike the ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody runs up and JPP, Nacho, McClendon, they get right up on the center and they do everything they can to get that ball. You know, I told you, JPP stuck Mm -hmm. his hand under, I even showed it in the, the video that I did of the last drive. He stuck his hands over under it, you know, trying to knock the ball away. Levante David's right there, standing there with his hands on his hip, didn't move.
1: Like was he mad about something? Like don't know. what in the world?
0: I do not know, but it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. And you know, I love Levante David. He's one of my favorite buck players of all time. Yeah. But you can't it's... throw a hissy fit like that, you know?
1: And cost I mean cost well, that drive I don't know if he cost I, the drive, but like
0: I think, you know, I've I've again played this over in my head a million times. He was supposed to be up on the line and blitzing, right? You had Devin White on the right, Levante David was supposed to be on the left, and Sue in the middle. Sue got by his guy Mm -hmm. and got a pressure on. uh, He was very close. He was close enough to where after after he threw the ball, he got laid out by Sue. Mm. That's how close Sue was. Levante David's faster than Sue. Levante David would have got there. If he would have been up on the line and blitzed, and I think, I think he would have got there, you know, because Sue was damn close, and Sue had to fight the center. You know, he, it took him a second to get past the center, but he did. It was a great, great move. Uh Levante yeah, but if he would got
1: have two guys there fighting one guy. Like it would have been
0: <laughs> no. Uh If Levante would have been there, now it's hard to say how the offense would offensive line would have handled if he was up on the line. But they had their hands full.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm there saying. There was an open if spot. Can, yeah. Levante would
0: have just flew right up there. And he's fast. He would have got there, I think. But no, he stood there with his hands on his hips.
1: What in the You know, and that just seems like between Jamel Dean not even trying, you know, SMB falling, you mm-hmm. can make the case – I mean, did we quit on the last drive? Uh, that's did what I'm, we have people that quit.
0: That's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, we we didn't necessarily get beat there. You know, we had we had guys that weren't playing hard. You know, we we shot and ourselves they, in the foot, falling down. You know, stuff like that. You know, I mean, SLB just fell down. I don't I don't know why. Don't know why. I mean, we had some slips in this game. That all of them were Mike Evans. <laughs> Except for this one slip on SMB, I mean, nobody else slipped. I don't, yeah. you know. So I don't think it was a slip. I, I don't know why he fell down. I really don't. But they left cup wide open. Now Levante David did this earlier in the game too, when uh, Jamel Dean forced that fumble, and SMB picked it up. Now it's funny. I'm talking about Jamel Dean and SMB screwing up on that play, but they had a good play there. But on that play when S M B picked the ball up, Levante David stood there. He didn't try to block anybody. I mean, he literally stopped and stood there and watched the play happen.
1: What in the world?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Now, with if he was upset about the play where S M B fell down and caught the ball and he got out of bounds, I could understand him being upset about that. You know, and Levante David got upset earlier in the game. Got a penalty, remember, for taking his helmet off and throwing mm-hmm. it.
1: Uh Plus, so it was like a whole game yes, for him like it was a he whole... his mind was not there.
0: No. Or I've been in a bad place. I only I think he had 11 tackles, but I've only got one play on my sheets. That was a good play by Levante David.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had 11 total, and seven solo and a TFL.
0: Yeah, he he didn't have a great game. He had one one good play. Devin White played well. He had he had some good play. Devin White was out there. He was he was trying. I mean, he was definitely trying, but Levante David just was not putting forth ever. And like I said, he had some, he had some extremely questionable attitude. But when, when he was just standing there with his hands on his hips, I'm like, I don't care what's going on. You do not do that. You quit on your team, man. Mm-hmm. You quit. And I just, you know, I love Levante. I don't know what's going on. And that's what I'm saying with the media. No, why aren't they asking about that? I mean, that's some serious crap. You stand in the middle of the field with your hands on your hips <laughs> during a forty-four yard game-winning play, and then on the play next to it, everybody else is trying to get the ball. And he would—it wasn't like he was standing in the, in the end zone with his hands on the hips. No, he was standing there right with the three guys that were trying to get the ball. He was standing with them with his hands on his hips. They were trying. He wasn't. That play will haunt me forever. That twenty-yard play, with Cooper Cup catching it. I swear to God, he was in bounds. But even if, even if the the officials would have said, "Okay, let's see," you know, let's replay it because we couldn't call. You know, it was within the two minutes, so we couldn't call. You know, throw mm-hmm. the red flag. They would have had to. But even if they would have done that, you know, it wouldn't have mattered because you know, by the time they looked at it and all that stuff, the Rams would have been ready for the next play. They'd been set
1: when they would have got the clock stoppage anyway because they got to review it so it's kind of a moot point then
0: like I said there's no definitive angle that he was down but like through the nature of physics it looks like impossible that he wouldn't have been down I mean Mm -hmm. to me it looks like his shin was laying on the ground you know but it is what it is that play will haunt me forever man (sighs)
1: <sighs> Man.
0: Yeah. Let me see. Eh, just in there. Donovan Smith. Eight bad plays. Mm. All against Von Miller. I think all of them.
1: So he struggled with him.
0: Yeah, and but it, you know it wasn't that Donovan Smith was playing bad. He was just mm. getting beat. Yeah. And it was it was really, you know, Von Miller's a kind of a smaller guy. He's kind of like Barrett. You know, mm-hmm. he's not a really big guy. Mm-hmm. and the way he would bend that corner, Donovan just couldn't get his hands on him right. You know, there was just nowhere for him to to grab him. And a lot of times you could see Donovan was like, oh, I got this one. I got this one. I got this one. <laughs> and you look like it. You were like, oh, good block and good block. And then no. all of a sudden, nope. Yeah. Von Miller would just, you know, just do that little spin thing and bam, he hit Brady's arm. And you're like, how in the world did he do that? Uh, so that Donovan had a had a had a rough day, like we we said. Uh, Josh Wells played great, really surprised the crap out Ooh, of me. Okay, he had one play where <laughs> Aaron Donald, oh my god, okay, he had one play where Aaron Donald beat him for a quarterback hit, which caused an Aaron Aaron pass, and uh, he did get beat by fifty four for a sack. Uh, okay, in the fourth quarter. I that mean, was, that's not bad. No. No, not – no. It was basically how everybody on the offensive line did. Mm -hmm. Everybody on the offensive line got beat by Aaron Donald, except Donovan Smith.
1: I mean, what are you going to do? (laughs) Yeah. How crazy is that? Who got beat by Von Miller time and again.
0: Right. Uh, Let me see. Kappa, he got beat. Uh, Jensen got beat twice by Donald, uh, but both of them were just pressures on Brady. Uh, Marpet was uh, beat by Donald for a TFL. But to be honest with you, Donald didn't really do that much. I was not impressed with him. You know, I mean, he beat everybody. You know, but he wasn't doing it consistently. We, I think, our offensive line did a lot better than I thought, except for Donovan Smith. I was like, uh. but you know, it, it wasn't the old Donovan Smith where he was just mm-hmm. slouching off. You no, know, like, no, he was just getting pure beat.
1: Yeah, it wasn't for lack of effort.
0: And it, and it was really just a technique thing. You know, mm-hmm. the way Donovan plays and the way Von Miller plays, it just seems like they meshed in a bad Mm -hmm. way and to the advantage of Von Miller. Um,
1: And that happens.
0: It happens. Yeah, even the best. Football's about
1: matchups, so.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Sue played great. Devin White played good. Barrett. Oh, my God, my boy Barrett. Non-existent. Aw. Non-existent. Dang it. And 79, the guy he went up against.
1: The right tackle.
0: Yes. Just whooped him all day long. Now, Bruce Arian said that Barrett was hurt and he was wearing a brace. And I don't know if it it really limited his movement or anything, but Barrett did not really try hard either. Mm. Uh, You know, normally Barrett's got all these moves that he puts on. He didn't really do that. He was just kind of running into the guy and then just kind of standing there with him. You know, a couple times he tried to get around, the guy would get him in a headlock or bear hug or whatever. Oh, yeah. That guy was like headlocking him all day long.
1: Did he do like the the thing where you hold the forehand like at arm and then they're like your little brother <laughs> Yeah, your little brother.
0: Yeah, Barrett didn't beat him once. Not oh, once. man. And it it wasn't even close. I mean, this guy just had Barretts number all day long, but then again Barrett was getting beat by that was getting blocked by tight ends in this game. It well, was it was not a good look for Barrett. Not so, our
1: best showing. It sounds like by any like where mm. were our studs?
0: Right. Uh now, Barrett, he came out after the, the second half, and he totally changed his stance and his position. It was weird. He's never done this before. Uh, you, you see it with boxers all the time where they'll switch uh, mm-hmm. to southpaw. Mm-hmm. That's what he did in this game. Normally, Barrett lines up on the outside of the left tackle or the, the right tackle in the C-gap. After the second half, because he wasn't getting anywhere. I mean, he was put getting no pressure. It just He was totally a non-effective. So he, I, I, I don't know if he was instructed to do this or whatever, but he turned southpaw to where he was facing. Normally, hope be in the C-gap on the outside of the right tackle, facing the quarterback. Well, after the second half, he turned with his right shoulder facing the quarterback, lined up directly in front of the right tackle, and he tried to shoot up in that. Uh, what the B gap there? Mm-hmm. You know, between the left tackle and the guard, it totally not effective There's mm-hmm. nothing he could do. He was just he was just stuffed, which really, really sucks. So I love Barrett.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, but he just Yeah, he he didn't seem like he was able to do a lot of range of motion and and move what was quick. The I don't know. Knee, hip? I don't know. He had a brace on. JPP, JPP was fighting hard, but not really effective either. He had a, he had a couple of decent plays, but again, and that was really a big factor in this game is that we got no pressure from the outside at all. All of our pressure came from Sue and Vita and uh, Nacho, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Nacho was doing pretty good. Vita did you know Vita stuff. Uh, Sue played great, but all of our pressure was coming up the middle. We didn't have any pressure from the outside, none.
1: And I didn't think that their tackles were that great.
0: No, I think it was just these two guys were injured and they just couldn't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. The play where, remember, uh, Stafford, the ball shot past him on the snap. Yeah. yeah, that was a complete screw up by the right guard. It was hilarious. You know what they would do is, you know, Stafford lifts his leg up when he's ready for the snap. He lifts his legs up, puts it down. The, the right guard <laughs> looks back. He sees that uh, they got this new thing in the NFL they're doing now. Used to they would tap the center, uh, but now they're sticking their arm out straight forward and then back. Yeah. yeah. Well, the right guard is, you know, he everybody's set and Stafford's looking around, you know, and he's calling out stuff and he moved forward. He walked forward, right, about a step. And the right guard turned around at a, about the time that Stafford was walking forward, but he only caught the movement of Stafford's leg landing. He didn't see that Stafford was walking forward. He just oh, saw the leg flop- not, drop down. Yes, yeah, so he turned around, did the movement, stuck his arm out, and Stafford's still sitting there talking and all this. And then, pew, ball shot right by him. That was hilarious. That was one of the few mistakes they made, and mm-hmm. it cost them. And yeah, we capitalized yep. on it. Okay, now, well, this will be a long podcast.
1: I know. Where are we at?
0: Yeah, we're at almost an hour now. Okay. Okay, uh, Tom Brady. Now, one of the things I always ragged on Jameis Winston about, gave him a hard time about, is missing open receivers, not being able to see the field. And then Tom Brady comes, and rarely does he miss open, seeing open receivers downfield. He did that six times in this game. Ooh. And a lot of them were in very crucial situations. I don't know if that hit to the helmet <laughs> messed him up, or just the pressure that was coming mm-hmm. from Donovan Smith's side. Uh, he he missed a lot of opportunities downfield. Let me see. There was this, the second quarter, two minutes left when Brady threw the interception. Remember, he threw it to Gronk. It was a beautiful, beautiful pass. Mm-hmm. And but that safety just came over. It was really a good interception on his part. He jumped it, he just jumped in front of it, snatched that ball away, everything uh Mike Evans was wide open on the other side. Oh. Yeah, it would have been a touchdown. He was wide open over there. Now, in and, and the reason why this has happened during this game is because the safeties were watching Tom Brady's head and reading his eyes, and they know that he doesn't look off a lot. You know, and they're used to practicing against Matthew Stafford, which that might be one of his best assets is that he just he's very very tricky with Uh, You know, the way he looks, he'll look guys off, he'll he'll make you think he's throwing over here, he's throwing over there. Uh, He's he's excellent at that. He's probably the best in the league at it. And so they're used to that. And they know Tom Brady doesn't do that. So they were reading his head and his eyes the whole time. Well, they saw him look over at Gronkowski, so both safeties ran over there. That's a, that's why they were able to jump that ball because the one safety was running in that direction way before Brady threw the, the ball. But in doing that, they they were left Tom Brady wi- or uh, Mike Evans wide open over on mm-hmm. the left. As soon as as soon as Tom Brady looked over at Gronkowski, they started heading in that direction and left Mike Evans. He had beat his guy, and he was wide open. Dang would have been it. a touchdown. Yeah. Ugh. Oh no, they were almost all like that. Uh, third quarter, three ten. Uh, we were on. The Rams, 13. It was third and 11. Uh, Leverett was beat by 54 because uh, Leverett came in and played because Josh Wells got hurt for mm-hmm. like half the third quarter, so he was out. Uh, and Smith was beat by 40, and Brady had to step up in the pocket. Uh, Marpet bumped into Brady when he stepped up and caused an errant pass. Uh and then ninety nine, Aaron Donald. That's one of the plays. Where he grabbed hold of Brady and threw him to the ground, right? Mm. Uh, and I think I think Brady was throwing it to Brait, Cameron Breit. Uh, uh Miller, Scotty Miller was wide open for a touchdown on that play. We ended up kicking a field goal there, but he was wide open. Uh, f- four quarter, twelve twenty eight. Scotty Miller got open down the right side, and it would have been a touchdown. It was on the fourth of fourteen throw to Evans, where he got hit in the head. Yeah, Scotty Miller was wide open. Nobody yeah. around him. Yep. And again, it was because Brady was looking at Evans the whole time and the safeties just adjusted and went over there. They, they were like, screw Scotty Miller. He's not, Brady's not going to throw it over there. Uh, the fourth quarter, four thirty one, fourth 31, fourth and nine. Uh, Brady threw it to Bray. It was incomplete. Again, Scotty Miller was wide open on that play. If he would have thrown it to Miller, it would have been a first down. It's fourth and nine. We ended up turning the ball over.
1: Well, and I recall the announcers talking about how he needs to start getting Scotty Miller in the game. I wonder if they had seen those during the broadcast.
0: Uh, You know, I saw a couple of them during the broadcast, but on all 22, they really popped out. But it was really because the safeties were reading Tom Brady and adjusting depending on where he was looking.
1: It's unfortunate that he didn't pick up on that and try to adjust accordingly. Yes, yes.
0: Yes, it really was. Uh, the fourth quarter at 356, this was that, kind of funny. Brady lined up behind Marpet and shotgun. <laughs> yeah, he's not <laughs> the center. Wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the one where he did throw it to Scotty Miller, and it was a great contested catch, which, you know, that's something always they've talked about with Scotty Miller. He's not really good at those uh, mm-hmm. contested catches.
1: Gritty. He,
0: yeah, he did on that one. But that was funny. Uh, Brady lined up behind Marpet. And uh, you know, he was calling and everything, and I was like, Oh my god, I don't remember this. And then you see right at the last second, right before he hiked the ball, he like went, oh crap, and moved over to behind Jensen. Whoops. Yeah. Uh we only had three dropped passes and maybe one or two miscommunicated plays between the receivers and Brady, so that was good. But overall, you know, we just shot ourselves in the foot. And we, we couldn't make those mistakes. I mean, this was a close game. I, would, I say we couldn't make them, but we made like 15, damn near 20. Somewhere between 15 and 20. Unforced errors. Just like
1: errors. have that. Like, yeah, Cut it in half.
0: But Just one of them probably we would have won in the game. And I think they had like four errors. I mean, it was yeah. it was like ridiculous overbounds. We just shot ourselves. We lost this game. We beat ourselves.
1: Well, and that's the difference between playoff football you know, you got to be ready
0: yeah. for the. You can't
1: yeah. do this kind of crap in the playoffs.
0: That's the, the, the that play with Dean mm-hmm. when he didn't sacrifice his body to keep Cup in bounds. I, I'm just like, wow, that that of course you're not going to win like
1: that. Yeah, you can't win playoff football like that. No, it's I mean, you don't
0: have any more games left. Why do you care if you get hurt? Yeah, you know, do whatever it takes to keep that guy in bounds. I mean, you didn't even touch him. You didn't even try. It is ugh. Left a bad, bad taste in my mouth. I was, I was really sad watching all this. I just seeing, uh. you know, seeing David do that, and you know, SMB slipping, the ref mm. calling, and you know, it's, you're just like, oh my god, what is going on? This isn't the team I know.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it really wasn't. I mean, to see Brady not see all these open receivers, to see our offensive line get beat mainly Donovan like that through the whole game. Uh, You know, to see Levante David with his poor effort, uh, you know, to to see Barrett and JPP do nothing, you know. And and I'm I'm not saying they weren't trying. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to tell the difference sometimes, you know. Right. I mean,
1: mean, don't you kind of – I mean, the result (laughs) matters. Yeah. If you try that hard and you can't get anywhere. I mean, I appreciate the effort, but –
0: it's just—it's not the team that I've seen play for the past two years. And yeah, it just,
1: well, it just kind of—with all that you've said—it just feels like they didn't really want it that bad. Like, did we get the one ring, and everyone but Tom Brady is fine with that?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there were some guys out there that were really playing hard. Sue, yeah. uh, Devin White, uh, yeah, the, the whole offensive line played hard. I mean, they were—they were doing what they could. Yeah, uh, the Mike Evans. You know, I mean, he he was out there balling.
1: Yeah. Know?
0: He wasn't going out of bounds like he does a lot of times. He was catching the ball and staying in bounds, fighting for every inch.
1: But even if you just have a small contingent of people that aren't right. even trying, I yeah. mean, that ruins it for everybody. And what what the hell is going on with that?
0: Yes, and and I'm not even saying that they weren't like that they weren't quit that they, you know they quit or anything. I mean, Levante definitely those last two plays was just unexcusable. Uh, Dean. I don't know. It just, maybe he just didn't, wasn't thinking right, you know, and he was trying to keep Cup from going downfield. That's why he got in front of him instead of trying to keep him in bounds. Uh, you know, the, uh, Edwards, when he screwed up on that third and 20 and allowed a touchdown, you know, just, you just like, I don't know, man. There was something off, something very off with this game. And, I don't know what it was. It just, it just hurt to watch it. This was not the football team I've watched for two years. I mean, we've seen them have bad games, you know, mainly mm-hmm. against the Saints. But, uh, you know, not in the playoffs. From playoffs. So it was, it was hard to watch. Now, I've kind of been depressed about it for, <laughs> you know, I've been depressed since the game a little bit, but definitely since watching the All-22. I mean, there was some good stuff, but there was a lot of just, what in the world? What in the world? And then the refs, you know, just a horrible referee.
1: Well, it's not like we ever have a whole lot of faith in them anyway.
0: That's true. That's <laughs> true. But, you know, you know, I haven't seen anybody talk about this. Of course, I haven't really been paying attention to the media. But I haven't seen anybody talking about those those plays, those three in particular. But definitely the one where Brady got hit in the helmet. I mean, how is, how is everybody not up in arms over that, especially Buccaneer fans? Yeah. You know? Don't know. I don't know. uh, Brady, he's not playing in the Pro Bowl this year Mm -hmm. because of shoulder injury, he's saying. Aaron Rodgers is not playing. Not sure exactly why. Uh, And Dak Prescott decided not to play either because he wants to rest. So Russell Wilson is getting
1: The the, the Pro
0: Bowl nod. Yeah, the Pro Bowl this year is not. Yeah. I think I think people have just given up on the Pro Bowl. I
1: think so. I just don't even... I think it's just like being nominated. Like, you don't even have to play. You get credit for being nominated. Right, yeah.
0: I think that's what matters. Yeah.
1: Well, Vita is going to the Pro Bowl now. Mm-hmm. He's moved up on the roster because Aaron Donald yeah. is going to play in the Super Bowl.
0: Yes, and I, I think you're right. A lot of these guys have it in their contracts, you know, that if you make the Pro Bowl or whatever, you get incentive money and everything, which I, I think is just dumb because... The Pro Bowl is dictated. I know.
1: It's a a popularity contest. Yeah. You want the most popular players on your team? Is that what we're doing?
0: Right.
1: Uh, Tristan Wirfs, you know, we talked about his ankle injury last time. Now they're saying, oh, he may or may not get surgery on the ankle, but he is not playing in the Pro Bowl, but he's going to the Pro Bowl. So he's, I know.
0: Where's it at this year? Do you know?
1: No idea. Let me hmm. look it up. But he uh, he's flying out under his own expense to go cheer on his Buccaneer brothers.
0: Oh, that's cool. Weird but cool. Uh, I, I know everybody here has heard that Brady <laughs> – Tom Brady is supposed to be retiring. Who is it? Adam Schefter?
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Put wait, that Hold up. on. The uh, Pro Bowl is in Vegas. And it's on February 6th. So, okay. okay, So, let's talk about this whole Brady thing. Uh, Day before (laughs) all the championship games, two championship games, happened to be our daughter's birthday as well. And so, we have a house full of people. We're entertaining. Ralph gets an alert on his phone and he shows it to me. Mm -hmm. It's the most depressing thing.
0: Ruined our whole day. Tom Brady. At least two hours. And it was two hours later before he came.
1: Well, I felt like at the time, like it came out from Schefter, who's a scumbag. And I was like, yeah, I'll believe it when it comes from Tom Brady's mouth. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't believe any of these corporate journalists, but I think that Schefter is one of the worst. Uh, Mostly, it's the Aaron Rodgers thing. Mm. Do you recall... Right before the draft. Like mm-hmm. the week of the draft. He comes out Wasn't with a bombshell. Day bu- the I think day yeah, day before. Yeah. Bombshell. That Aaron Rodgers is out at Green Bay and you know, it just completely stole the thunder from the draft. It was all anyone was talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then Green
0: Bay ended up didn't they draft a quarterback? I think or was that Jordan
1: last year? was already on yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Jordan Love was already on the roster. Yeah. But he you know, it was the season where we had beat Green Bay in the AMC championship or NFC Championship mm-hmm. and uh Aaron, you know, was not exactly personal at the end of the press conference. And anyway, so there mm-hmm. was speculation anyway. And then Schefter drops this bombshell the day before the draft that Aaron Rodgers is unhappy with Green Bay and he wants out. Mm -hmm. and then later admits he made the whole thing up. He had no – he was like, oh, I just had a general sense. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't have like a source per se. It was just things that I had heard, and I just put it all together Mm -hmm. to create this story. So in my eyes, Shefter has no credibility where these big things are concerned. Mm -hmm. And in fact, on Twitter, after the fallout from this whole thing, Several journalists came out and were like, yeah, Schefter is not um, – Schefter always wants to be first mm-hmm. and he has screwed up over other journalists just where he's agreed to not put something out. Until a certain time and then he puts it out 15 minutes before the agreed upon time. So mm. then the other journalists, you know, they don't, they have the same scoop and they've agreed, oh, we're going to release it all at the same time. And then he does it earlier just so that he can be first. Yeah. Um, he also works for ESPN. So that makes far a lot as of I'm sense. concerned he's a communist <laughs> sympathizer <laughs> and he can rot in hell. Um, <laughs> I just, I have no, I just don't think he's. I don't know. I just he rubs me the wrong way, and his reporting has been shoddy in the past. And of course, we had a ton of fallout from that right after. We, you have Tom Brady's dad coming out and going, no, he hasn't made a decision yet. And then you have all these other the Bucks going, oh, we haven't been informed one way or the other. Brady has told us he hasn't made a decision yet. So, I, I don't think. Schefter has any credibility. And I I hope that if Tom Brady was considering retiring and was leaning that way, that this gives him motivation to spite play a third season with the Buccaneers. That's what I hope happens. Spite that play. Spite play. Dude, I mean, he's done it his whole career. His whole career is a spite play. And so... Um, and I think wasn't Schefter, someone had mentioned that Schefter was involved with Deflate Gate, like that
0: reporting.
1: Ooh. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, I would love to see Tom Brady ruin his career.
0: I won't ruin his career. You know, you think you got- I know
1: credibility means nothing to these people. No,
0: I th- you, you, there's this whole hoopla going on around misinformation concerning uh the flu whatever. And you're you're just like, are you serious? The media and all these people have been wrong about every goddamn thing since since I've been Ever. around. Yes. They're all, they're wrong more often than they're right about mm-hmm. stuff. You know, even with the Buccaneers media, they they do it all the damn time. You know, remember Rick Stroud. Oh, talk, uh, Gerald McCoy. I've got sources inside the building that said, Gerald McCoy is definitely leaving. not leaving. A week later, he's gone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just stuff like that nonstop. They're never held accountable to this Mm-mm. stuff. Mm-mm. You know, and it's, yes, I'm with you. One, I want to see Brady stay here for at least another year. But, you know, just to stick it to chapter, man. Yeah. I think that would be a good thing. Do it. Do it. Do it, Brady. Do it. But oh, yeah. What if, what I was if Rogers- not ready
1: to even consider that no, Tom huh? Brady was leaving. No, I didn't. In my mind, he's not. I'll probably cry. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to cry if he officially retires. Oh, man. It's I know. It's not. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared for it. Uh, but, they,
0: but they were talking about this before the divisional game, remember?
1: Yeah. The three days
0: before the divisional game, they started talking about Tom Brady. They've been talking about Tom Brady retiring for a decade.
1: They want it so bad so then they can pretend that Pat Mahomes is the future of football.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. If, yeah.
1: Yes. Pat it's Mahomes, Joey right. Burrow. No, uh, it's Pat Mahomes. It's, it's, yeah. They they're they're will cling to Pat Mahomes until he's playing in the CFL. <laughs> they just well. They want it to be so bad.
0: Oh, uh, man. <clears throat> you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Brady does retire. I'd I'd hate it. I'd, he wouldn't announce it this early, I wouldn't think. I mean.
1: I don't think so either. And Tom Brady has too much respect for the game to do it the day before the championship yeah. games. Like, what kind of dick move is that? Yeah, you're Schechter, exactly right. yeah. You freaking scumbag. He, like, he, he's got no respect for the game. Right. To release that, like, ugh, he's such a shit bag. God, I can't stand this guy. Um so I you know, I think if Tom were to announce it, it would be probably after the Super Bowl. I don't think he would right. do it to steal anybody's no. thunder.
0: Exactly. He's got a lot of respect for the history of this game and the 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 what do you call it, the culture whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wouldn't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just – I don't know, man. <sighs> I don't know. But, you know, I mean, the guy's taken a lot of sacks. He's taken more sacks than any quarterback in history, like 550 or something. Ralph. What?
1: He's played more than any quarterback in history. Yeah,
0: I know, but that doesn't – I mean, he's, t- he's taking a beating. He's saw he get a bloody lip. He
1: takes beatings in his pliability training. Like, that's what TB12 is. <laughs>
0: What about what about this? What about Brady retires and we get Aaron Rodgers? Done. Yeah, I Let's wouldn't be mad it. about that. I yeah.
1: would not be mad about that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he is going to spite play at Green Bay until he retires, just because an idiot <laughs> shifter.
0: <laughs> well, I would think that Bruce Arians would prefer at this point. He doesn't want to train a new mm-hmm. quarterback. I think he'd prefer to get a veteran. Uh, I, I, I can see Aaron Rodgers coming here. I ain't lying. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been playing in that cold just like Tom Brady did.
1: He it, needs to come rest his bones in Florida like all the other uh, snowbirds come down there. Yeah. All the old people. Yeah. I don't think he's leaving Green Bay. Don't know. That's my opinion. Don't know. But, yeah, I don't, I'm not ready to talk about Tom Brady being done yet
0: yeah me neither
1: and, but B.A. did say the next quarterback is already on our roster
0: oh that's right he yeah. did I'm like, Ugh. well so long
1: as it's not Gabbert <laughs> <laughs> <like, laughs> we're not talking about Gabbert right <laughs> stop
0: stop, stop. Oh,
1: come, I mean I la- I think he's probably a great guy for the locker room not for the field.
0: Hmm. So we got uh, Vernon Hargrave. Did you know he's on the Bengals? So he's going to the Super Bowl. Noah Spence. Noah Spence. Yeah, going to the Super Bowl. Where, uh,
1: where's he play?
0: A practice squad for Cincinnati.
1: Oh, so he'll get the cubic zirconium ring.
0: Is that what they if do? They, we, yeah, Remember,
1: remember we talked about this that they get a cheaper version of the ring we covered those
0: row okay okay um Matt Gay you know we drafted him on the Rams, going to the Super Bowl idiot uh Carson Tinker remember he oh yeah came, long him, snapper long snapper <laughs> yeah he's on the ranch practice squad uh Raymond Clay linebacker we uh we, we drafted oh, uh, him
1: okay
0: so you know the, we we got some bucks representing in the Super Bowl
1: not the right bucks. I know. I'm still salty. About the
0: Brady retiring thing?
1: No, about the stupid Rams.
0: Oh, I know. I know. And I thought the 49ers had him. I was just like, no, it how do you? Dead. They did. But
1: then it ended. What was it? Jimmy G fumbled.
0: No, he threw that pass. The, he was getting sacked in the end zone and just threw that pass up. And the. I don't know why. I, I think it was a running back out there. Uh, why he didn't catch it? It just like, got bounced right off his hands and right into the Rams' hands. Oh,
1: that's right. Okay. Yeah, but that's the kind of slop that brought the 49ers as far as it did. It just <laughs> happened to go the other way most of the time. This time it went against them. Uh,
0: yeah, that was some uh, – that's what the Pat Mahomes effect.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, here you are, you're getting taken down, spun around, and you just chunk the ball up. You chunk
1: know? it up. Although, although
0: it really wasn't a bad play, you know, because the the receiver was open, he just didn't catch the ball.
1: Failed the first qualification. Yeah, Not right. just didn't catch it, but
0: bounced deflected it, up, it deflected, deflected it, so then it, that it went
1: right into a defender's hands. And mm-hmm. you know they don't have the great they don't have great hands. Those defenders. No. That's why they're on the defense. Yeah.
0: And the, and the 49ers guy I can't remember his name had Mitchell. that interception.
1: Oh wait. Um, yes, right in Which his hands. Would have hand. ended the game and right
0: in his hands twice. It uh, hit him, bounced out into his hands, <laughs> and then bounced out God. of his hands.
1: That is why you're on the defense.
0: That's why you're on the defense, buddy. Not making the big bucks. Uh, man, so we got the Rams and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. It should have been the Bucks and whoever in the Super Bowl. It would have been. It would have been nice to see a Bucks and Chiefs rematch.
1: I did not want to see the Chiefs go again.
0: I didn't either. After we got knocked out, I know. But you know the Bengals. I think we would have beat the mess out of them. Yeah. I don't I know, man. But anyhow, that's what I saw with us on the All 22. It was really sad.
1: I yeah. I don't feel like we had the same fire and the oomph that we had.
0: But we came back. You I know. know, we came back. Yeah. We fought back. It wasn't like they screwed up. Well, they did with the one. The, the the bad snap. Mm-hmm. You know, but the rest of it was us fighting a you know, winfield with that strip, and you know, right before the half. Uh Dean, a Sue. You know, we were getting these turnovers and they weren't an accidents. You know, we were and then, you know, we scored on those. You know, it wasn't like we were getting the ball and then going, uh Yeah, we had
1: four fumble recoveries.
0: Yeah. And I think three touchdowns off those four fumble recoveries, mm-hmm. right? So you know, it's, it wasn't like the team quit. It's just mm-hmm. We had we shot ourselves in the foot. We, we weren't
1: firing on all cylinders. We were misfiring. There were a few that weren't.
0: Yeah, there was there was a couple. I have
1: correct timing. Yeah. Oh, I have another fake news thing. Uh, Byron Leftwich, a few days ago, they said, "Oh, he's a surefire shoe in
0: Jacksonville for the
1: Jacksonville." Like Jacksonville insiders were like, oh, this he's gonna, he's their favorite, and it's almost a done deal. The disagreement was that he wanted a different GM than the one that they had picked, so they weren't quite on the same page there, but they were still in talks, and he's gonna get it. Uh, it's like a week later, and nothing.
0: Yeah, they've actually talked to more people, which is a pretty good indication that they're not gonna get left. Which I just don't think he's ready yet. You
1: know. No, I don't think so either. And it, taking any job, and especially like a dumpster fire like yeah. Jacksonville, I mean, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Like, wait for the right job because if you take a job, any old job, just for the sake of having the job, you know, it turns out like Todd Bowles at the Jets, where mm-hmm. it's you know it doesn't turn it out. Could well. actually it hurt you set, more. Yeah, helps. exactly, and yeah. you're just set up to fail and. It's not great to have on your resume.
0: Yeah. All right, we we've been at this uh almost an hour and a half now. Oh,
1: okay. Y'all yeah. get the bonus episode. <laughs> I still
0: got plenty of stuff to talk about, but all of it can wait till okay. the next podcast.
1: Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll have one around Super Bowl, or if there's any major breaking news before then, we will certainly hop on the mic for that. The Super Bowl is in two weeks. On February thirteenth, so you all can be very hungover for Valentine's Day. Take That's your how ladies I like it. out beforehand. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, who's rooting for the Rams or the Bengals in the Super Bowl?
1: Um, I am uh, rooting for the Bengals. Me
0: too. Yeah, because because screw the Rams. Fuck
1: the Rams! Yeah. I am so mad about this. I will be mad about this probably till Sean McVay gets fired. Mm-hmm. Probably. <clears throat> Maybe, probably longer.
0: Which at this rate, he'll probably coach as long as Belichick has.
1: <laughs> I want to see that, you know, that deer in the headlights look he got when they <laughs> lost that Super Bowl <laughs> to, to Tom Brady? Yeah. That's what I want to see.
0: Oh, God, he looks so lost. Oh, man. my he just God, like, he had
1: no idea what was on? going on. Yeah. It was like a fog. There was like nothing going on in here.
0: Yeah. yeah, and like I said, man, the Bengals, I don't see any way they can win this game, but I have said that. Every game in the playoffs with them, you know, going up against Tennessee. I was like, yeah, there's no way they're going to beat Tennessee. And then the Chiefs, I was like, man.
1: They got that fire, man. They are just energized and winning.
0: Yeah. The desire. Yeah. The desire is there. And everybody loves an underdog. So I think everybody's going to be rooting for the Bengals.
1: I am. And in two years, I'll probably hate them when they're, you know, like the Chiefs when they make it to the championship every year, and you're just like, ugh.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, how do you how do you get sacked nine times and then still win a playoff game? That's incredible. <laughs> oh and then you know, it's like you don't even have an offensive line basically, and they're still out there running the ball. And
1: I know Mixon's popping off, and yeah. he has been all season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy stuff, man. But that's football, right? Yeah. You just never know. All right, guys, we got a uh, new new team coming next year. Don't know how new it's going to be. We're still waiting on that.
1: Stop talking about it.
0: Uh, but
1: <laughs> You're depressing me.
0: <laughs> we we still root for the root for the name on the front of the jerseys. You know, no matter who's here, we're rooting for them. Go Bucks! All right. Ain't that the the same? It hurts, man. I'm just like, all right. You done? You done? Let's wrap this up.
1: I could like complain for like 20 more minutes. I know. know, Let's just wrap it
0: up. Yeah, maybe we'll do another podcast like Wednesday or Friday or something. A
1: complaining podcast. Complete (laughs)
0: complaining.
1: It's the whining podcast. The whiny
0: (laughs) podcast. (laughs) All right, guys. That's gonna wrap it up for us. Till next time.
1: Go Bucks.